Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and the SEN site calling. It's September the 1st, and I have some things to say. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Let's just bring that down out of there. Ewan Spence here from ESC Insight, www.escinsight.com. No news this week, no debate, no interview, no history lessons. All that is coming up over the next few weeks and months on ESC Insight. Today, it's just me, this microphone, and holding up a mirror. Because it is September the 1st, a day that has grown to become one of the totemic moments of the season. The start of the season. For what was once a line in the rulebook has become a ritual for our community. Not that anything is going to happen for two or three months. This is just a line in the sand. And that line says, it starts now. So I wanted to take a moment and look towards that new season and what I hope for our community in the journey to Malmo and the grand final on May the 12th. And I don't mean which artists I want to see, the songs that should be sung with the host of the show, the genres to be on display, any of that. I want to talk about what I hope from and for our community. I want to hope we are welcoming, that we are open to change and that we have empathy for each other. I hope we welcome every fan into our community and that every fan feels welcome, just as I was in Moscow 2009. It's my first one on the ground. And arriving at the Olympic arena, I heard a shout of, you're not one of us from some Scottish Eurovision fans. I know that accent anywhere. And I was in my kilt, so I was immediately identifiable. Moments later, we were chatting. Lots of advice being shared. Here's what you need to know. This is what you have to bring. This is where the security gates are. This is the Euro Club in the evening. All of that. Accepted in moments. That we should all be so lucky heading into 2024. Contrast my Moscow experience with a thread on Twitter at the end of August. The history of the joke entry. And it was widely derided. Would it not have been better to welcome that enthusiasm into our community? We need to be as open and friendly as possible. There should be no bullying, no belittling, no lording it over for some egotistically nonsensical reason. There's no Eurovision history exam. There's no ritual. There's no secret power anointing who or who can't be a fan. You don't get a long service medal from the EBU. Every fan of the Eurovision Song Contest is a true fan of the Eurovision Song Contest and should be made to feel welcome. You know, you know that things change. Because we're not listening to the contest on the radio with seven countries singing twice, the Swiss jury voting twice, and Switzerland taking a victory. The show changes. Oh, by the way, that's a great example of being aware of gatekeeping. Someone new to our community may not realise that's exactly what happened in the first contest. The, the voting papers are missing. We can't reconstruct it. They may not even know that that was in 1956. They have a long, rich road to explore. Help them explore that. Anyway, things change. Things are tried, and if they work, they stay. If they don't work, then they don't come back. Or perhaps they get cut from the script and reworked for the following year. Take the postcards. 1970, there's a lower number of entries, and the Dutch broadcaster is looking at a very short show. 
Why is there a short running order? Because in 1969, there was a four-way tie break. There wasn't a rule. Things had to be made up on the spot. And quite a few delegations weren't happy with that. So they said, fine, we're not coming till 1970. Till 1970? <laughs> we're not coming in 1970. They came back in 71. In any case, Avro Tross was looking at a running order that was going to run short. So what did they do? They bulked up the show. They ran some film and footage from around the Netherlands before each song. That idea kept coming back. It's what we now know as the postcards, and it is an intrinsic part of the fabric of our contest. But it took many, many years for that to turn up. Things change. As we look towards Malmo 2024 and the hosting from Swedish broadcaster SVT, they're going to change things. Just as the BBC did, just as RAI did, just as Avril Tross did in the years before, every broadcaster changes things. The show isn't fixed. What works will stay, what doesn't will be removed. And if the cries of Sweden are turning this into Melody Festival, and well, if they come up, ask why the changes are coming in. Because Melody Festival is a rather popular and accepted show, not just on TV in Sweden, but in this very community, which holds Melody Festival in close to its heart every year. Why shouldn't the best ideas be adopted into Eurovision to see if they work? Take the BBC, and uh, this is how we're going to announce the semi-final qualifiers. They took an idea from Strictly Come Dancing that worked really well there. And it was generally disliked in our community. There were some questions about it once it was seen in the dress rehearsal. And you know what? It came out of the script and it might be reworked and it might come back next year. It might not. But if we believe that that idea came from a place of hate or disdain rather than a love of the Eurovision Song Contest to try and make it better, then you have a problem. And this change isn't just with the broadcasters, it's online as well. The official website changes with the times, the community sites change with the times, the YouTube channels, and yes, even the podcasts will change. There is no one-size-fits-all location on the internet. Everybody will find their own comfy digital sofa to enjoy the contest from throughout the year. Or just in March, April and May. Or just in May. Or just on the Saturday night. They will find their tribe. And of those tribes, there are some very tall poppies, but there is no need for anyone to try and cut them down. Accepting differences are part of our contest. Songwriter David Mendel quoted a wonderful quote this week. He can't remember where it's from, unfortunately, and, and I don't know why there. So I'm just going to say, David wrote this. But it, it's just stuck in my head. There are no good or bad songs. There are just songs you like and songs you don't like. That is a wonderful mantra for our song contest that starts off with nearly 10,000 songs every year being submitted to broadcasters around the world. 800 of those songs pop up um, on the television through auditions online and downloads and YouTubes. Maybe about 40 of those or so get to Malmo. 26 get through to the Saturday Night Grand Final. One will win. And everybody will like different songs from that bundle of songs. And that is great. But do you need to declare that a song is objectively bad? Can you? No. Now, here's the thing. No artist submits a song. No delegation selects a song to deliberately tank that country's score. It's a ridiculous plot to get out of hosting. 
everyone brings their A game. You can't have an artist without art. And art is subjective. It's full of interpretation, of emotion, of understanding and of knowledge. The same work can take on as many forms as people appreciating it. A a quick example from the world of TV. The Prisoner, Patrick McGowan, uh, a heady 60s mix of science fiction, allegory and psychological drama. It remains heavily debated to this day. Recently, a YouTube and podcast rifle started to watch the show for the first time and then talking about their reaction, posting that online after every episode. Within minutes of watching the first episode, they decided that the show, enforcing the number six onto our protagonist's identity, was an allegory for the pressures placed on the trans community. Now, this is something I'd not considered or even seen before in in the show. But on my next watch through, Jesse Gender's perception and viewpoint is going to be one I love exploring. Every viewpoint is valid. Every interpretation is personal. Our love of music is emotional and subjective and can be shared and can be embraced by others. In a world that feels like it is teetering on the edge of darkness, the Eurovision Song Contest is a light that we can shine together. It can be a place of magic, of music, of emotion, of engagement, of excitement. It's not always been that, especially online. Some of the darkness has been on show. The light is what I want to see. To coin a phrase, let our love shine a light in every corner of our hearts. Be the Eurovision. Actually, no. Create the Eurovision Song Contest you want to be part of. Embrace the community around the contest. Tell the stories you want to fall in love with. Be the friend you would want by your side. Just be kind. You've been listening to the ESC Insight Podcast with myself, Ewan Spence. Follow us throughout the season, www.escinsight.com. Support us, patreon.com slash escinsight. Ta-ra for now.